from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change GPS. Joined with me is Paul Meisner from Freedom Mentoring. We are brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software. And every week I start this show by saying it's a big week in accounting. Paul, including a few days off for Easter, I have no idea what the last week was. I've never experienced anything like it. Thank you very much, David. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, we, uh, it's just, I, I'm, I'm sick of it being big weeks, David. I, I kind of, I yearned for a small week. I got most of the way, David. I got so close through the weekend. It was such a, a difficult time last weekend. It was the, the impending release of JobKeeper. I'd turned my phone off. I'd uh, gone out and I'd moved cattle. I'd drenched the cattle. I'd fed calves. I'd looked after chickens. And then I got word, David, that the JobKeeper application form had got an early release on Sunday. Uh, And then, of course, that just derailed my entire Sunday afternoon. But apart from that, uh, it's only going to get bigger, but that is going to be our special topic, so I won't carry on about it now. I did put out a, a poll on Twitter. I said, uh, "Did you over the Easter break? Did you did you have a one rest, two worked, three tried to rest, but gave in and read legislation?" It's like we're back at uni. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think for me, most of the legislation had been done. I think it was. Largely wanting to just switch off, and I, I did get a little bit of a switch off, which was nice. But best and worst on ground, David, what have you got for your best? Uh, best for me, Paul, I've got plenty of I've got four best this week. So pay attention, everyone. Sit down, buckle up. It's going to go for a little bit. Uh, I found a link. This is completely not accounting related, but uh, I found a link. Apple's, it's the, the design concepts from Apple's products from the 80s. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. So these are the pictures of like the kind of, you know, before 3D printing, they're almost like the styrofoam cutouts of the very early Apple products. And honestly, if you put these things on my desk right now, I think they're brand new and modern. And it just made me realize how, you know, you hear stories of Steve Jobs' obsession with design and the experience that people have when using something or using something new. Certainly, we're all experiencing a crappy experience right now with new legislation because of the lack of probably design that's in it. But you look at these products and they're just remarkable and you can clearly see these are the things that shape what we use today. There's a tablet in there that if you told me that was the first version of the Microsoft Surface Pro, I'd say, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I could have seen that. It's just the the earphones that are in it, mobile phones, it just... Wow, you know, if this was what they thought the future was like in 1980, pretty pretty damn close. There's a tablet there, the black one I think you're referring to, looks pretty good. The, uh, the fax machine uh, in the yeah. bottom bottom right corner almost makes me yearn for it. Those, ear- those earphones look mighty uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> don't know what ergonomics uh, they did on that. But uh, very much so, there's some, some pretty good ideas. That flip phone, I think that was a... A mid-model kind of phone, and there is a watch in there. I don't know what quite the uh, 
the watch extends further than the band. I think the watch is a sort of a miss for me, but everything else looks kind of like it could, as as you said, David, fit in yeah. uh, fit in today. There's a little headset in there that in the, the Zoom media conference world, if you put that on right now, you'd look hot. You'd look fantastic. <laughs> a little bit of a hockey stick yeah, it's, sort it's of thing. Awesome. Going on, mate. Go on. You got four. Keep going. You're on a roll. A huge article. Huge article out of Accountancy Age over in the US with a very bold headline: Accountancy industry. I've never heard it called the accountancy industry. Unlikely to return to office. Unlikely. Well, that's because America refused to test their population for COVID. That's probably why they'll never get back to anything resembling an office because, seriously, has the horse bolted in that country or what? No, it's doing a great job blaming China and the World Health Organization. It's actually a remarkable lesson in media management. It's it's perfect. It's perfect. The testing, perfect. Everything. Unbelievable. Perfect. Um, First of all, way too early to write this article. Way, 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 way too early. Especially two in America. Ago, oh, just madness. Two weeks ago, people were trying to work out, okay, how am I going to get my team into their office, into, into homes, and how am I going to get work done? They then had their first Friday drinks together or whatever they did to, to bring, the t- bring a team together. I'm talking about firms with teams. Then they had a week of production. They don't know yet what that production was because it's just happened. They have no idea. It's still a novelty for everyone. You know, you've got, you can't go on social media and not see somebody with what they think is a witty Zoom background because they've just worked out how to put a like, bad quality. Do you understand Zoom backgrounds? I actually think it looks like really bad cinematography from like the 80s. Yeah, it's like if, if that Shocking. Apple post that we just spoke about was doing CGI. They're ter- anyway, but they're still a gimmick. Like that's how new working from home is we're still playing gimmicks. It's kind of like when I look back of haircuts that I had in the 1990s. People are going to look back at the stupid things they did with their GIFs and their Zoom backgrounds and their filters and say, hang on, I was supposed to be professional. What was I mucking around with then? How are you supposed to look around people's houses? How are you supposed to look and see what books are on their bookshelf or how messy their office is or or, or what kid's going to walk in in the background if you've got a background? I mean, come on, you're not helping me. How will I get my fix of Schadenfreuden if you cover the insanity of your bookshelf and the disorganisation of it? Anyway, this article is way too early. Like, it is just impossible to predict this. You have no idea if people like it. It's full of novelty. There is an element of novelty where it's great. I've been doing this for five years. I'm pretty good at it. People are saying that they're putting on weight because they're eating so much. They're working more hours because they don't know how to switch off. We don't know what the downsides are from this. We don't know what the downsides of not having connectivity with our colleagues is because of this. The, the, and I'm, I'm putting this in best on ground because it's. I think it's great that the question's been asked, but it's way too early. And I think that as soon as this settles, so probably after we get through the first JobKeeper round, so I'll say in two weeks' time, in two weeks' time I think everyone's going to start thinking about, okay, what is my business going to look like potentially? What are the options? And we'll start asking this question. It's the right question to ask because so many people are saying, I've had the opportunity to work from home, but I never wanted to because I thought I'd get distracted, because I thought I'd miss out on opportunities. I thought it would stunt my career because I wouldn't be able to do the schmoozing that sometimes you need to do. And now people are believing, okay, well, actually, I get more done at home. I want to incorporate that into my work. There's so many unknowns on this. 
But there's definitely, um, I think people are starting to realise, oh, I can do it. It's achievable to work from home. I think certainly that that's what will change. I, I kind of feel like we're all missing, we all really in, in a work sense want to, Get away from our family, um, uh, you know. While the at, kids are at home, it's very hard. The kids, yeah. Look, I, th- I think it's, it's certainly this will we will learn to be far more appreciative of people's circumstances, hopefully, um, uh, and th- their need to sort of get home, and, and and we'll learn a bit more about them as people and about families and their interests, that kind of stuff. I feel I feel like we'll still yearn a little bit. We'll we'll almost have a dead cat bounce for wanting to go into the city. I think we'll we'll work in the city just just for the sake of being around people. We'll go into the busiest place and and work in the in the busiest places. I, I think we'll go. I I think we'll go a lot further back to to the normal than um than make radical change. But what I, I feel is I feel like some people who have always wanted that opportunity and maybe have needed it because of travel, because of the opportunity to, ha- to, to get a job that's maybe not in your area and be able to do a job remotely if you're the most skilled person. Hopefully, we've learned good lessons from that. But I think for the ordinary work, we... I mean, I miss people, but I'm a, I'm an extrovert, so uh, I just 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 miss a busy office. I think I'm just going to go go you, into the. I've seen I've seen you at your office. You miss swanning around talking to people. That's oh, what you miss. This the podcast started work. by you and I swanning around in the office and not doing any work. It's a fair point. So that's it's a fair I think point. it's it's both there. All right. Well, look, I'm going to jump into uh, I'm going to yeah, jump into got? to a best on a best on ground. Uh, Nikki Sheehan out of uh, out of New Zealand. Uh, Greg Sheen, for those who know the uh, – what was he? Worked for Zero. Rightway. Worked for Rightway. Rightway Group. Rightway. And then briefly for Zero, I believe. Um, uh, Nikki posted a really good post from the Centre for Rural and Remote Mental Health in New Zealand. It was a great infographic scorecard of questions about – how are you feeling? What's your stress level? What's your outlook? How are you working? How are you sleeping? What's your energy level? What's your activity level? How social are you? And I think I've I've seen these these questions uh, across the journey, David. I've I've um, uh, you know measured myself against these in 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 the past. We've we've had episodes on mental health, which I think is just becoming so much more important. I think this is something that. As we go through not only the isolation but the other stresses that the accounting industry are facing, and and I think that we are uh, ab- above the norm in being uh, affected. I think, especially in the small firm area, having so many clients that we're almost absorbing their issues as well as as having our our own. I think it's great to just stop. Take a pulse in a in a mental health way, and I just thought it was a really good representation of that. Um, not necessarily to do anything, just to sort of see, okay, what are the trigger signs? Um, do I need to do I need to speak to anyone? Do I need to see uh, sort of yeah take take it any further? Because one of the things for me was just under, is understanding how you're feeling, and I think that sometimes the 
best thing to do. So credit to Nikki there for sharing that. Um, is there, What I like about this, is, I can't remember properly in the new Top Gun movies coming out in December, is there a scene in Top Gun where he talks about when under extreme pressure, he's got this process that he goes through, this is um, uh, Maverick, where he, he stops, assesses and makes a quick decision. When I looked at this, this was just like this dirt quick self-check-in, where am I at? Are you okay, talking about the first Top Gun? Yeah, the first. Well, the second one's not out yet. Aren't you? Aren't you referring to the anyway? We're Top Gun geeks here. This is not a Top Gun show. But the one where he says up there, you don't have time to think; you just react. Isn't that the correct? That's exactly the quote so, I was looking for. And that turns the opposite of your argument. But apart from that, that's a hell, <laughs> no, of, that's a hell of a risk to take with a million with a eighteen <laughs> exactly, billion yes. dollar plane, Maverick. Something yeah, well, like in that. this in in this case, the eighteen billion dollar plane is your talent and skills as an accountant. It's yourself. It's your own brain, right? Okay, and I well, just looked at I just looked at this and I was like, oh, that's what it's like. It's just that that quick because it's color coded. There's like I I really like this as well when you put it in the guide. Yeah, well, there is always time to stop and think and check your your mental health. I'm going to keep going. You had two. I'm going to take my second straight off the bat. Look, the ATO. I mean, I. I I have enjoyed a very close working relationship with members of the ATO and, and I've been lucky enough to share text messages, phone calls, uh, LinkedIn messages, Twitter messages, etc., with with some people in there who are helping us bring one of the biggest, quickest, most nimble uh, change that we've seen in legislation and in, in the way taxes calculated and refunded and and people are going to whinge over the coming days weeks they are going to worry about loads they're going to worry that they can't log in to those people david i honestly say nicely respectfully get over yourself because there are people in in what is a government department now that's not 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 an excuse or or anything but it's have have been forced like us to work from home. And we're not talking about things that are small. We're talking about hundreds of people on projects who have to be across a project, who have to work together, who are all isolating in working from home to build software that that fundamentally not only takes registration for JobKeeper, which was out today, which you know, which worked flawlessly, and and yes, there'll be some issue if any system has nine hundred thousand people trying to log in, then it's going to have problems. But I think it's just important to stop and say these people have done an amazing job, given the biggest hospital hand pass from. Treasury and government who exactly got to sit behind a furry, flashy podium and promise uh, and promise and lit, um, what and is it novelty size novelty size checks and the legislation basically said the ATO will tell you the rules. I like they deserve they deserve a uh, the first the first post corona accounting industry glass of vino or beverage of their choice, I'm dedicating uh, to the Australian tax office for their work. I, I've spoken to about three or four people today who did their first uh, JobKeeper registrations and said it was quick, it was seamless, and obviously it's Sunday, the demand level wasn't there, but the actual design of the process they said was very, very easy. 
So congratulations, guys. I think in the US, Donald Trump's trying to put his name on the checks that all the businesses get for the money they're getting from the government. We should put the tax office on ours. Actually, we kind of do, don't we? I think it does. I think it does have Chris Jones. I think it literally does. It, but, le- but legitimately yeah. <laughs> rather than. Yeah, he's earned it. Ill. You guys have earned it. That's the difference. Exactly. Uh, David, what is your, you got one more, I think. Uh, two more. Rip a video. It's a 10-minute video, so it's just a bit long for a LinkedIn post from uh, James Ashford from Go Proposal talking about margins. He's not talking about P&L margins or gross margins or net margins. He's talking about your mental margin. And he's, he, he put, he's got this idea and he credits this mostly to somebody else. So I just don't know who that is. Um, where you have a view of what you thought your peak capacity was. You actually have the ability to go a bit beyond that. But when you hit that, you actually start to collapse in a heap and have what a lot of accountants had two weeks ago. And the way he talked about it in margins, I thought was so smart because accountants understand margins. They probably understand margins better than they understand their own mental health. And it's just this fantastic. It takes 10 minutes to watch it. It's not as quick as the uh, Goose and Maguire mental health check that we went through earlier in the show. But I really enjoyed it. I, I got it. Everybody was stretched to a good 20 to 30% beyond what they thought their peak performance was the last few weeks. Uh, I haven't, I admit, I haven't uh, watched it. I will. Which isn't your fault. I put it in to the show notes maybe 10 seconds before we pushed record. <laughs> yes, yes. As is normal, though, so did mine. Uh, so did my type of stuff. I think one of the stuff, and I think. Um, as I desperately look for my last piece of content that I forgot to put in there, was people – I've had a lot of conversations, been exceptionally um, lucky in the last couple of weeks to speak to a great network of accountants who are doing the job. And it's no disrespect to people who aren't doing doing the job but but people who aren't sort of fielding those those constant distressed client phone calls where where you sort of – they, it seems like you're the one of the only people that can help them if you can. I've been looking for a way to, to describe it. And I think for me, um, and it wasn't just hours, I think working from home, we're not necessarily working crazy hours. I've worked far bigger hours in my past in grad jobs growing up. Um, Tyler Wise, director of Wise Accounting, um, put it in an exceptional way and it was talking about how it's just that long-lasting client confusion, uncertainty, anxiety, and financial stress. And this is that this is the paragraph that he he put so well that had been had it made it clear for for what I was trying to explain was that in the past it has been manageable when an individual client or group may have had their financial world t- turned upside down because you could prioritize accordingly and switch off at night. However, how we do that when every client is experiencing the same issues and needs significant help is a challenge that only experience can help guide us through. And it's that point for me that I think what stretched me in the last couple of weeks is not the physical hours, it's the depth of the conversation it's the gravity of the conversation it's the distress of the conversation and i think sometimes it's real, it's real life but, but it's, it's, it's guttural you, you know in a way you kind of you normally have 
a couple of deep, deeply negative, deeply negative clients, a couple of like amazingly positive clients, and it kind of you get a little bit of yin and yang. At the moment, there's just no yang; it's a lot of yin, and I yeah, think that messes with it? that messes with the balance. From what you know, I'm, I think you're right. Everything in an accounting firm is dictated by the type of clients that you have. It, particularly for your your practice, you said for a long time, a lot of these are really small micro businesses. You're one of the loudest advocates for micro businesses I know. These are businesses that don't make much money when the economy is booming, let alone now. Yeah, look, but I, but I think it's that. It, for me, it's the it's the balance, and I think whether it's whether it's big or bad, and, and we talk about being stretched. But for me, that the the real issue has been that it's been stretched in an issue of of the type of discussions, not not the busyness, not the amount of work. Although the next two weeks may test us, because there seems to be an awful lot of work coming down the pipe. What do we got? Um, Was that it for? Oh my, no, my final my final best on ground, and also a bit of a worst in this as well, as I try to clear my throat for a moment, everybody. Um, the uh, concept of real collaboration versus fake collaboration. And this comes from a post from a guy on LinkedIn who's, oh, I don't know who he is, he's like this self-improvement writer. He used to work at NAB. And he talks about this, we need real collaboration, not fake collaboration. I started thinking about what the difference is. There, I saw a lot of real collaboration the last month. Real collaboration was... Uh, the amount of phone calls accountants had between each other. Hey, what do you think of this situation? It was the amount of conversation that happened in public forums on Facebook groups. Um, the zero Facebook group has exploded. I never used to spend time on Facebook. We were talking about this before, Paul. But now in, in my new role with Change GPS, I'm more and more time I'm, I'm spending on it. That group exploded. My favourite used to be Little, that niche little Facebook group that I spoke about on Trenches, the Small Business Brains Trust, has 2,100 people in it now. And accountants are writing in it, thank you so much for this group. You're giving me a lot of sanity. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. The, the, the stats that I have around this are actually explosive. I'm just going to pull them up on my screen. This is, this is to me, this is real collaboration. The GPS group on Facebook's really, it's comparatively small. It's got 920 odd members. It's had 7,400 posts, comments, and reactions because accountants are talking to each other to get each other through this. You have accountants, when, when they see information, they're creating flowcharts, they're creating spreadsheets, they're creating calculators, and they're sharing it with everyone for free. That's what's helping. I'll tell you what's not helping. GIFs on social media, we're all in this together. I spoke about this on the in-depth a couple of weeks ago, Paul, about the anxiety you feel if you're not actually a part of that. You can do this. These sort of fake, you know, Rocky-style inspirational quotes, we don't have time for it. We just need answers. We need real things right now. That's the real collaboration. Lots and lots, thousands of accountants are doing it, be it through private phone calls, be it through more activity with the guys that they've been doing their tax training group every month with. That's the profession coming together. I bloody love it. It's inspirational. Uh, it certainly is. And I, I think there's we are really learning a lot about the people who have all of a sudden found themselves out <laughs> in the outer, not in the um, relevance but, 
sphere because accountants are too busy doing what what they want to do, or sorry, what they have to do to help clients. And all of a sudden, these people. What was really funny to me is these people haven't pivoted. They're doing the same blogs. They're posting the same content. Oh, don't do timesheets. Do timesheets. What's time billing? Um, join my influencer group because influencers are going to save the world. Like it's just. That is just trying to remain relevant. And I think we, we've had that. And, David, you and I have seen it because we are more in that we're looking for content rather than we are lifting our eyes beyond sort of what, what the work we have to do. Yeah. But, geez, we're just seeing that. I'm just seeing that in, in so much more vivid colour now that it, it people have just clearly gone, well, nobody's buying from coaches who were never really coaches. They were just marketing. I won't even call them gurus, you know. So it, it, that bit's been really funny for me. Um, it's when you talk especially about real collaboration versus fake collaboration, it's like, quick, um, you're already together. We must get you together so that you can help your clients. Like, get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. We're already sure. doing it. But yeah. The other bit that's on the outside is that the, the egomaniac accountants who just try to show off how much technical knowledge they have, they're the ones not winning right now. They're the guys who aren't aren't comfortable saying, I don't know, I need help. You know, the the, the old, they're not even old, some of them. They're just, the, the, the trade of accountants is knowledge and I've met plenty of accountants over the journey who think they're smarter than everybody else. Yeah, I don't I'm, know how I haven't seen, I haven't seen that as much this time, but I haven't really been looking for it. But anyway, I think that is our longest ever best. I don't think we've ever covered. Mate, we're 25 minutes in. I don't think we've covered best for that long. So let's well, get. You know what? I, I lo- hang on. I love that our record best, I think it's our record, has happened in a really crappy month. So do I, mate. So That's do I. Great. I think it's, you know, last week I spoke about the fact that I, I wanted to find good news just to get over the bad news. And, and we, we certainly, we haven't tried to. This is this right. is what what has come across our desk, uh, and I think that's. Well, let's get through this quickly. We don't want to waste your time, dear listener. Worst, worst on ground, on ground, ground, ground. ground. What do you got? <laughs> did you just provide your own echo? I did my fake fade. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fake fades, I can't wait. Gone isolation, <laughs> yeah. crazy, mad, that crazy, and I've, I've surrounded myself in pillows in this room so that I don't have an echo, so that I can deliberately add one. <laughs> You're in sitting, listeners, listeners. They're, they're, you won't get the time sensitivities mm-hmm. here, but the, the uh, David, uh, for those listening, <laughs> however many days ago, posted on Twitter a photo of his room, which was just a microphone and a laptop in a red, a red lit room. Now he's talking about. <laughs> sitting on a thwave of pillows around the room. So I will, I'll leave you with that visual. It's, an, uh, it's an my, accounting harem in here. Oh, God, God I leave that to you. Uh, so my worst on ground, uh, Avalara, the Avalara Top 100 accounting list has always been one that I've, you're on it, David, so, you know, I think you got convinced to go on it uh, at a period where, you know, going on a list, nah, it'll be fun, whatever. Um, look, I, I, what's really interesting for me is just to see the people who are who are doing the job who haven't been able to go near near social media, at least not in that in that public sort of sense. They might be in the private chat groups with other accountants. Um, all of those people have gone down the list. The, the list is just now overrun with people who are 
almost upping uh, the frequency of their social media posts, as we said before, David, in in the end of the best, with just to remain relevant. And I, I think that for me is the funniest, funniest part of that where they, yeah, they're, they're rising to the top Stephen Bradbury style, not not that they're <laughs> any more relevant, just that, that everyone else has sort of stopped because they're, you know, actually helping clients. It's um, I did get convinced to go onto the list by a certain someone who is on that list for his and his uh, wife's travel photos. And it's, I don't know, I don't care about it. I dropped 33 spots this week. I didn't even know until Matt Gaffney wrote about it in his, he does like a write-up of it for some reason. It's not like, you know, it's maybe, maybe because we don't have sport, this is what we deal with. The, the Avalara top 100 accounting influencers list. I don't know if I should leave it. Tim Munro messaged me today. He said, how do we get you back up on that list? And I said, honestly, mate, like I'm actually doing things that matter. And I took some time off for Passover and Easter. That's why I dropped. It's the most. It's it's the the biggest vanity metric we could possibly come up with. I'm not wasting time trying to get to the top of that list. But to your point, I also don't want to leave it. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just I'm just sucked in a little bit. And I, every now and again, I somebody usually tells me because I, I don't even know, I don't check it, it what what's happened. And uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, little ego gets a little bit of a boost every now and again. By little ego, I mean John mate. Gaines it is hysterious. There is there is some massive. You know, there is some massive in that lower. That lower level oh, mate, who have, who that, have some of that in. list makes my ego look like uh, child's play. Mate, there are some that have jumped up a long way on the basis of the fact that everyone else has just stopped posting uh, for good reason because yeah. there's a pandemic on and it's not the time to be flogging stuff on socials. What have you got? Who's running a cos- the latest Cosmo quiz? Uh, it does look like a Cosmo quiz. I, look, listeners, you know that I like the Accountants Daily polls because – they're quick. They're very quickly zeitgeisty. There's nothing fancy about it. Um, zeitgeist or clickbait? I, that's Latin, isn't zeitgeist Latin for clickbait? Well, the click, the, the clickbait, the clickbait that's on Latin this. I'm not joking. I, I, well done, because <laughs> that's not the easiest thing to do. We'll give some credit there. I'm looking at this page right now. It's on the Accountants Daily site. I, I feel like I'm in Blade Runner when he's walking the streets and there's all these 3D ads interrupting him so he can't focus. There are three, four, five. There are six ads on one page. Four of them are flashing. You get epilepsy looking at this. This is this is over monetized. Like I get it. They're making a lot of money, and I think people get returns on investment for whatever they want from these ads. This is almost impossible to focus on the content that I'm trying to get here. The question of the quiz was: How has COVID nineteen impacted your practice? The options: increase in business. Decrease in business, business as usual. They've got 1,300 votes, which is a reasonable sample size. 55.8% are saying there is a decrease in business. And my first response was, before Paul will explain to you, dear listener, why all of every single quiz and bit of market research in the world is a complete waste of time. The, the headline that you're going to take from this is that 55% are having an increase in business. The headline that you should take is that 45% either have business as usual or an increase in business, go tell me what they're doing differently because everyone wants to be in that camp. And I want to know that story. I want accounts daily to go out and tell me what that story is. And I hope the answer is they're using the change GPS business continuity plan because I know accounts making a lot of money out of that and that would play very nicely into my story arc here, Paul. <laughs> I, look, it's interesting and, and I, 
it is at least for me at least this asks a historical question, not a forward-looking question. I think that at least that gives it a little bit more weight than probably I was angling for in the pre-game. Um, I think it is just COVID nineteen has a negative impact on on everything. I think that where whether it's efficiency, whether it's whatever, I think we're, we're living in a negative time. Um, I'd like to find the nineteen percent because I think they're they're optimistic, and I'd love to I'd love to bottle a little bit of that. Um, I, I think this, this these answers when they're so sort of I, I guess. Uh, accounts daily do love a bit like, and this is why I call it a bit of a Cleo quiz is a little bit of that emotional kind of answer where people just go, yes, it's bad. Yes. Everything's bad. I think a lot of people are feeling negative at the moment for for good reason, because there's a global pandemic on and we're stuck inside with, um, with kids trying to get a full work day in and working from home and that kind of stuff. So I, I wonder how much that's played into it. Uh, anyway, what's your next worst? So interesting. Um, yeah, well, look, pandemics bring out bring out good, bring out other. Uh, certainly, bring out the opportunistic um, angle. Uh, this is called JobkeeperHelp.com.au, a website that has sprung up uh, from EmployShore an HR provider surprisingly without a tax agent license which i think very will, yeah we will be go will on. be interesting as we go on through this uh, weeks and months ahead that they don't have a tax agent license they're saying want job keeper for your business will handle your application no job keeper no fee just does not sound it, right. It literally says, I've actually just been taken back because I didn't know why you had this in worst when you put it in. No job keeper, no fee. No win, no fee on a, on, on a government stimulus measure that is designed to help businesses whose turnover has dropped by 30%. This is... Look, I'm 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 in the camp that I think every can I think you have to be charging for your job keeper advice. You are the gateway to tens of thousands of dollars flowing to to a client. I think you should be paying, but to prostrate yourself like that, wow! I just think look, it's- it'll appear to a huge chunk of the market. It just will. People like hearing that stuff. There's a reason no win, no fee is such a well known tagline. Uh, I, oh, I have no and, doubt. And, and pricing, price point is, is always, it just, yeah, it doesn't. And the price point's not on there. There is no there is no word about what the fee will be if you do get JobKeeper now. No, that's okay. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. This, the, this to me, page. this I really worry that this is the next, this is the next R&D. This is the next. Um, don't you have to have, hey, can you, can you, oh, you're probably a bit more detailed on the legislation than me. Don't you have to be a tax agent to get it, to to apply? No, businesses can apply themselves. Oh. Ah, so then it doesn't matter. Not affiliated. The first bit doesn't no, matter. No, no, interesting. It is an in- pleasure, independent in- company in- acting as agents. 
Look, Employee Shot otherwise is a pretty well-respected HR. Actually, probably not say very well-respected HR platform. This is salesy. This is beyond salesy. This is cheap. They anyway, do. They talk minutes. about being. They talk about being the agent. So well, they might be. They may, may have a tax agent a license. They certainly yeah, they have, have, a, have a, could have a relationship with a tax agent. It's an easy thing to get around. No, you're right. They may, and they may have a. There's a now a financial advisor tax legislation uh, le, uh, registration. So very interesting. I hope they do, and I think that's. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying that uh, I certainly. No job keeper, no fees. Not a nice. I think, we're, I think we're worth more than that. that. I think the profession's worth more than that. That seems a bit opportunistic. And, and that also makes me worry about what the fee is if they get it, given that the uh, per employee is $19,500. Uh, what do you got, David? Uh, look, not all infographics are useful infographics. There are some people who are very good at taking complex pieces of information and turning them into infographics. Um, this one is a shocker. It's been posted by, and I think it's been done by chartered accountants who haven't made worst on ground on this show in a very, very long time. Uh, Fraser Creighton's shared this. He's a marketer and a uh, relationship manager at chartered accountants. And he shared this thing, employers on the COVID-19 frontline. There's a Pentagon in the middle of it. There's a photo of Parliament House. There's lines going through text. There's different, I think there's different fonts, different, this is, I have no, I am more confused after looking from this. And unfortunately, uh, I've, we've been told this has been written by Michael Croker, who is otherwise an outstanding advocate for helping people understand this. Now, I could be taking this out of context because it's a slide from a presentation. I've no doubt Michael Croker talking to this slide would give you context. But the, the reason why this is worst is context matters when you, you're marketing online because I'm scanning through this on LinkedIn. I'm not, I don't see the final line image courtesy of Michael Croker. I didn't know that until you picked up on it, Paul, when we did our pregame by my beautiful red light, the little red light district I've set up for myself for you to record <laughs> in. That is not something that should be, should be shared on social media. It is so confusing. That should have been tweaked. If, if that's the message, I don't know what the message is looking at it. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, I think, I think, I think says, Michael Croak has been stitched up a bit there by uh, someone who, who's, who's probably trying his hardest to get the content out there, share the information. Um, probably if, if potentially if he had have asked whether or not that should be shared online, uh, give me a chance to tidy it up a bit it should have but, been the answer. Uh, while I mentioned Chartered Accountants, I'll put this out there. Um, IPA, CPA, and CA, what they're doing at the moment is very interesting. So there's been a ton of advocacy going on. They've been heavily, heavily involved with uh, legislation, with the political side, IPA in particular with the political side. These guys have been really busy. And I'm seeing a lot on social media saying, where are our industry bodies I'm trying to help us understand this? All I get from them is paid tax training. First of all, honestly, you know, this, guy, this is up there with people who are going to hang on the ATO for... Uh, not being able to log into MyGov. Uh, first of all, all the, the number one thing you need right now is tax training. Like that is the number one thing is an expert standing up there and saying, here is what this Swiss cheese legislation means. Here's what you can and can't do and you should pay for it because it's technical training. Every day of the week you pay for that. Second of all, CPA are doing a bloody great job with their ads. Have you seen those ads that they're putting up online everywhere? 
I'm sorry I didn't put this in the pregame because it's just come to my mind. Who is? There's, there's, ad, there's ads on a CPA. Uh, I watched an ad on ABC. I was streaming iView. Hey, it's a tough time. Go talk to your accountant, CPA. As ex- that right oh, now, that's exactly it. the message I want to be saying. I think it's fantastic. Um, and IPA, I know, has done an absolute ton of lobbying to try to get this message out there. So I know it's going to feel good to blame somebody else and hang it on somebody else right now. I, I know because you know you and I both talk to people at chartered accounts. We both talk to people at ATO. I talk to people at IPA. These guys are working their butts off to try to make this easy for us. Just give them the same amount of slack that you'd give a fellow accountant. Like literally everyone's in this together. Having said that, I probably shouldn't have made this worst on ground. But that infographic is confusing as all hell and yeah, it set yeah, me yeah. off, Paul. No, is it, when, you, when, you, when your slides live on beyond uh, probably what you intended in, we should say, in such a fast-paced world as the legislation, trying to understand it when it hadn't necessarily been defined, can't have been easy anyway. 41 minutes, Paul. I mean, it flew through it. Lots, lots there, David. And, and for listeners, I mean, I, I, for context, we are, we are smashing this out on a Sunday night because we are both, David, heading into what is going to be a massive, massive few weeks for, for everyone in the industry. But we didn't want to stop. We didn't want to not deliver this week. So we're bringing it to you now. Guys, you're okay. You're already doing a great job. Please make sure you're getting paid for it. It's going to be go a great way to helping you look after your mental health. Keep going through. Keep asking questions. Keep relying on your network. Keep listening to From the Trenches. Keep calling your account managers from all the software that you're paying for and making them listen to whatever you need to be heard at that point in time, and we will be fine. Heads down. Do your best. Get through it. Reach out if you need. Otherwise, let's uh, get some JobKeeper flowing, hey? See ya. Have a good week. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at PaulMeissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyer, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyer. From the trenches.